And it's time now for our weekly theater review with our midday theater critic, Jay Wynn Russick. Judy, how you doing? I'm fine, Tom. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. And we're very grateful to everybody who has donated in our spring membership campaign. And grateful to you, Judy, for being here week in and week out, giving us the reviews that uh, you bring to us, uh, keeping us up to date on what's going on in the theater scene. So Into the Woods, I know you are a huge Sondheim fan. You are a Sondheim scholar. You've interviewed him. You've uh, written about him a lot. But Into the Woods, which is at the Kennedy Center in Washington, it's there until the middle of the month, uh, is really one of Mr. Sondheim's most popular shows, isn't it? It is. Uh, In fact, in Sondheim's book, Look, I Made a Hat, he writes that early on, he, quote, brashly predicted that if the piece worked, it would spawn innumerable productions for many years to come. He said this because the show is based on timeless, very familiar fairy tales, Cinderella, Jack and the Beanstalk, and Little Red Riding Hood, and there's a bit of Rapunzel thrown in. The show's librettist, James Lapine, links these familiar tales together with an original fairy tale that he wrote about a baker and his wife. The baker and his wife have been cursed by the witch next door to remain childless. The first act, as Sondheim also put it, gets us to happily, and the second act deals with ever after. The show has been revived three times on Broadway, plus, of course, there was the 2014 movie. This most recent revival started as part of New York City Center's concert series, Encores, and it's directed by Encores artistic director, Lear de Pessinay. The orchestra is on stage, but otherwise it's a fully staged show with costumes and some scenery. It sold out at Encores. It transferred to Broadway in August. It ran through January 8th. And now it has launched its national tour at the Kennedy Center with almost an entirely Broadway cast. This is at least the fifth professional production of Into Woods, Into the Woods that I've seen, starting with the original, including a brilliantly stripped down production by a company called Fiasco Theater, also at the Kennedy Center back in 2017. If you have never seen Into the Woods, the current production is a great introduction to the show. If you have seen it before, this production is a wonderful reminder of why it's great. Plus, Tom, it has top-notch puppetry. And you know I love puppetry. Yeah, that's your thing, puppetry. So these characters that you mentioned, Little Red Riding Hood, Cinderella, Jack and the Beanstalk, all that stuff, uh, we all have preconceived notions about them. Are they depicted any differently in Into the Woods uh, and in this uh, particular production? Well, I'm going to start with Little Red, as the show's creators called her. Uh, She's played by Katie Garrity, and from the start, she is not the sweetest kid. She's selfish, she's grabby, she tries to steal pastries from the baker. After she outsmarts the sexy wolf played by Gavin Creel, Garrity's Little Red becomes street smart, and she becomes kind of scary herself. Cole Thompson's Jack starts out as a shy boy. His only friend is his cow. But after he climbs the beanstalk, he becomes greedy. Thompson is excellent as this young man who gets in way over his head. This is, of course, Women's History Month. And the Cinderella that James Lapine created and that we see Diane Phelan play in this production is a master, or maybe I should say she's a mistress of her own destiny, much more than Cinderella usually is. She deliberately leaves her shoe for the prince to find. Gavin Creel also plays 
her shallow Prince Charming. I brought a clip of Cinderella explaining her strategy. Let's listen. You'll just leave him a clue. For example, a shoe. And then see what he'll do. Now it's he and not you who is stuck with a shoe. In a stew. In the goo. And you've learned something too. Something you never knew. On the steps of the Diane Phelan singing on the steps of the palace and into the woods. It's at the Kennedy Center. And so, Judy, besides the famous fairy tale characters, the show has a pair of new characters that you mentioned. Are these modern day characters? Who are these guys? Well, you're talking about the baker and his wife, the new fairy tale that knits the other fairy tales together. They are very much inhabitants of fairy tale land, but they do have a more modern sensibility, especially the wife who has a very strong independent streak. Stephanie J. Block plays the wife as a woman who is just relentless in terms of going after what she wants. Opening night at Kennedy Center, the baker was played by an understudy, Jason Forbach. And Block and Forbach made a convincing couple. Block as the wife was definitely the more driven spouse, however. Um, A side note of interest, Jason Forbach usually plays Rapunzel's prince, the second of the shows to Prince's Charming. Opening weekend, the production brought in a Baltimore native and multiple Tony nominee, Andy Carl, who'd also played Rapunzel's Prince on Broadway. Carl is one of two actors with local connections. He's not in the show anymore, different understudy. But the other actor is Felicia Curry, a resident company member at Everyman. And she plays Cinderella's mother and the voice of a very intimidating giant. I also should say something about the witch, no local connection here, but Montego Glover plays her as kind of a cross between a medieval witch and a modern mogul, but she's just not forbidding enough. Plus, the witch has this big physical transformation at the end of the first act, and I was very disappointed that that took place off stage. But to get back to the baker and his wife, I have a clip that demonstrates the wife's goal-oriented determination. I need to explain that the plot includes some magic beans. And at the end of this clip, you'll hear Stephanie Block sing one of my all-time favorite Sondheim lines. It's about those beans. Let's listen. What matters is that everyone tells tiny lies. What's important really is the size. What? Only three more tries and we'll have our prize when the end's in sight, you'll realize if the end is right, it justifies the beat. And the crowd goes wild. That's Stephanie J. Block <laughs> singing Maybe Their Magic in the production of Into the Woods, which is currently at the Kennedy Center. So, Judy, I take it you found this production of Into the Woods generally a happily ever after experience, he said with apologies. (laughs) I did. I did. There were some small disappointments. Designer David Rockwell's set features these white birch tree trunks. They descend from the flies. Some of them don't touch the floor. So these woods are not exactly sinister. One reason that Into the Woods is so frequently produced is that there's also an Into the Woods Junior that's just the first very optimistic act. It's often done in the schools. But even just the first act carries some of the show's very strong message about the importance of community and teamwork. I am delighted that this Encores production, with its outstanding Broadway cast, 
is on a national tour. It's not an especially innovative production, but the overall quality couldn't be higher. Well, a little taste of New York, making the making the rounds of uh, the hinterland. So that's good. Into the Woods. It's at the Kennedy Center until March 19th at WIPR.org. You can find out all the details. So next week, Judy, we're going to talk about To Kill a Mockingbird. Where is that playing? That's at the Hippodrome. It's also a touring production. And uh, we will also talk next week a little bit about the Hippodrome's 2023-2024 season. Cool. I look forward to hearing about that. So thanks so much, and we'll talk then. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. And that's it for us today here on Midday. Tomorrow, it's Midday on Pets. Dr. Lisa Garrity, a veterinarian from the Annapolis Veterinary Hospital, will join me to answer your questions about dogs and cats and frogs and bats and lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my.